0: Hello?
1: Good morning, sir. This is the water district. Can you please check if your water is running?
0: Hmm, okay. Hello? Yes, it's running.
1: Then run after it! <coughs> everyone. Welcome to the Bananaki Podcast. Today, our episode is about April Fool's pranks. And because <laughs> in the Philippines, we actually don't celebrate April Fool's Day, we <laughs> thought that, you, you know, we should tell you about what is April Fool actually, and Ray has some trivia about it.
0: Yes, it is said that a group of English pranksters popularized the tradition of April Fool's Day by pulling practical jokes on each other as early as April 1st, of 1700s amazing it's like more than 300 years ago and to put that into context benjamin franklin had not discovered the control of electricity until 1752 so that means back then the pranks were you know without electricity or <laughs> people were still using candles but they were already pulling pranks on each other on april 1st according to an online article by the history channel a group of historians argue that April Fool's Day can be traced all the way back to 1582 when France switched from Julian to Gregorian calendar. What? So that means because news traveled so late, some people celebrated New Year still on April 1st, when in fact, it was already done three months ago.
1: What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. It makes sense, right? In the 15th, 16th century, there was no Facebook. There was yeah. no newspaper that kept everybody updated in real time. So that's probably how and why a lot of people got pranked. And so the tradition was born.
1: When it comes to pranks, there are two players involved. Which one are you, Ray? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm probably more of a pranker than the pranky. How about you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I am actually also a pranker or prankster because, as I think some of the listeners probably already know, if you listen to episode eight, I discussed an elaborate landline phone prank that I played on my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Eddie habulin mo. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the punchline.
1: So we are side A, the prankster. But as the Eraser Head song goes, there are B sides to every story.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> the other side is the pranky. And I have a friend, let's call her Betty. She is the perpetual prankie. She used to be my housemate, and during the time that we were there, three of my flatmates played a prank on her. I'll talk about the two most memorable ones. When I tell this story, every name that follows is not their real name. So Archie got a new cell phone number, so he texted Betty on her birthday and pretended to be her office crush, Jason. Now, the thing is, we were all close friends, so Betty had told all of us about her moments with her crush. Remember when you were young and liked to recount all our giddy moments with our friends? I kind of missed that, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> so Archie was able to use all this information in order to be believable. And he somehow ended up getting Betty to admit to Jason, in quotation marks, that she liked Jason. Archie told me about all this while we were at home and that night we all went out to celebrate their birthdays and I asked Betty how her day went and she told her side of the story which was pretty much exactly what Archie told me. She said (laughs) she was very embarrassed that she didn't know how to face Jason on Monday. So I made a comment that made it obvious that it was a prank played by Archie and when I did she ran across the table and pummeled him and he told her, aren't you happy? It's like you turned back time. Now you know that you shouldn't confess your feelings to Jason (laughs) Um. Um, but if you think that's bad we have this incident which is probably like the worst I would think one morning after her night shift was done Betty was doing laundry by hand because in the Philippines that's usually how we did it right (laughs) yes so at the back yeah this was done at the back area of our house which was separated from the rest of the house with a door So our flatmate Jughead saw her there while he was brushing his teeth inside in the kitchen and he jokingly told her through the screened window, I'm gonna lock you in there and then he locked the door. But he was just joking. (gasps) They laughed about it. He intended to unlock the door, but he forgot to do that.
0: Oh no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so so she left for work and so did everybody else including me because most of us were day shifters. So by the time Betty was done with her laundry, she had a horrible realization that she had been locked outside. Oh no Poor Betty She was cold Because she had gotten splashed During the laundry process Isn't that usually the case yes, right? Yes And that back area Was actually just a very tiny space And there was no chair And it was also Where we dumped our garbage While we waited For the weekly garbage truck To come along So it was pretty stinky mm. She didn't have her cell phone with her And she had no way Of calling for help So she tried to destroy the doorknob mm. But it didn't work I think she probably Tried yelling or something But it wouldn't have worked anyway Because if the neighbor heard her they don't have a key to our door or whatever so so they wouldn't
0: have access anyways to help her
1: exactly and I don't think anyone heard her anyway she was in there for hours until our flatmate who was also a night shifter finally went home after she went on OT She heard her crying for help. Of course, Betty was super angry. I mean, who wouldn't be, right? And after that, she wouldn't talk to Jughead, but maybe for just like a day. But she eventually forgave him because she is Mm. such a nice girl. Honestly, I don't know if I would have done the same thing in her place. For me, maybe I would have borne a grudge or sought revenge. Mm. And maybe that is why Betty is always a victim of pranks because she is too nice. (laughs) She's very (laughs) forgivable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess that's the moral lesson here, guys. Just don't be too nice, maybe I don't know.
0: (laughs) In the end, how many hours did she have to wait?
1: Maybe it was minimum two hours. Could have been more than that.
0: Yeah, because she wouldn't have any food. And for sure, if she's on a night shift... She would have used that time to rest, right? so cause mm. she has work to do later on.
1: Exactly. So she didn't get to have a good night's good day's sleep. And she actually mm. had to take a sick leave the next day because she mm. really didn't feel well. And probably she was very angry and cold and I don't know.
0: <laughs> ah, jughead. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead needs to pay a day's worth of salary too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> to Betty. <laughs> yeah. Even though I played a prank here and there, I don't think I ever went that far. How about you? Did you ever do such a thing?
0: Th- th- that prank wasn't really that bad, right? It was just an unintentional. It was a joke that went alright.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I think something similar happened to me wherein it wasn't a prank. There was a Christmas party and I saw a bottle of ketchup, you know, a UFC ketchup. Yes. And then I said to my friend, hey, you know what? I can juggle. Uh-huh. The, I don't know for some reason why I, <laughs> maybe because of alcohol, I attempted to juggle a UFC ketchup bottle. And of course, I'm, I'm not very good at juggling, especially when I'm influenced by alcohol. It fell on the floor. And it broke and my friend's toe got hit by a shard of glass.
1: Oh, no. D- he didn't lose his toe or anything, I hope.
0: No, it was a she. She didn't, uh, she didn't lo- lose her toe. Oh,
1: God. Okay. I'm just thinking this because I suddenly remembered an episode on Friends where Monica accidentally chopped off Chandler's toe. Well, huh?
0: I-, I don't remember that. What happened?
1: It wasn't a prank. She was getting revenge. So, okay, it's somehow related because it's revenge. <laughs> because, okay. <laughs> no, if I, I re- assume this is Betty <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a revenge yeah. on Jughead. Uh, she tried to seduce him. Rachel told her how to flirt, but Rachel mm. used a, a hand towel mm. to do that. I don't know. For some reason, she used a knife instead. <laughs> and then it ended up falling and landing and chopping off Chandler's toe. Mm. Well, at least that didn't happen to your friend.
0: <laughs> yes, it, yes, it didn't happen to my friend. That would have been a lot worse. But yeah, I'm so sorry. I did I feel bad after that. I think I got I got sober right after that. <laughs> <laughs> after realizing I did such a horrible thing.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever did anything that had such terrible consequences. I would think usually simple, harmless pranks. Like a very typical example, right? Very simple prank that is usually pulled in the office is if someone comes back from from vacation People like to prank them Ah yes So in my team What they would do Is like put a Piece of scotch tape Under a person's mouse <laughs> Put it across The laser sensor So if the person Uses his mouse It's not gonna move So that's a very simple one But if you've never Experienced that right You would like What? What's going on? You would call IT Or I don't know <laughs> But well, that's not really <laughs> that bad.
0: So that would work on modern USB mouse. Right? Yeah. But before, you you know, do you recall our old mice when it has an actual ball.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> underneath, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would So work. a
0: variant of that prank would be to remove that ball. Oh, yeah. I and mean, people would be like, "Hey, how come it's not moving? <laughs> My mouse is not moving. It's because the ball is gone." Yes. In the in the office, there there are a lot of pranks, and one example similar to that is, especially when you're working in a corporate firm, there usually are data privacy rules that you should lock your computer when not in use. And then one common prank would be if you see someone not locking his or her office computer, you would go into Outlook, send an email to all people, and then send a message that, hey, I will treat everybody for lunch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is actually very common. And in fact, that happened in our office before. There was this colleague, remember Sri? Of course you remember Sri. So Sri caught someone with his computer not locked. And then he used that someone's computer to send an email to the entire team saying that lunch is on me tomorrow. Somehow it didn't get communicated later that, oh, that was a prank. So Christina, I remember she's your batchmate, right? Like she didn't bring lunch the next day she usually has ba because <laughs> she believes
0: that the yeah. boss is treating her lunch Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so
1: so yeah th- that is a consequence of such pranks you end up pranking other people no yeah. It's not just patient zero. (laughs) They also end up pranking patient one.
0: (laughs) But what happened in the end? Did the boss eventually treat Christina for lunch? Because she was the unintended victim, but then she was a victim.
1: (laughs) No, he didn't. No, I don't know if he told her also. He just told me because we were teammates. (laughs) When she said, oh, we're having lunch, right? We're getting treated. I said, what do you mean? (laughs) That was a prank. Didn't you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oops apparently nobody told her
0: yeah now that we are not in the office for sure people are thinking of other pranks that they can use while virtually they are connected with their colleagues i don't know what other pranks but if you're a prankster a natural prankster then it's easy enough to think of simple pranks that doesn't cost anything doesn't involve a lot of elaborate planning but simple pranks they actually work and when they do they're they're actually pretty fun
1: yeah they are can you think of an example of a Riskier prank though.
0: Ah, yeah. Uh, Of course, there are riskier pranks. And I recall there was this event where you and I, we attended New Year's event party in Siloso Beach back when we were still in Singapore. And we were in a mixed group. Yes. I recall you invited your friends from Zambanga. We call Little Zambanga. Yes. (laughs) I've met a lot of your friends that day for the first time. And if I recall correctly, I overheard you. You were talking in your local dialect, Chavacano. Yep. And I asked, could you please teach me some useful words in Chavacano? And your friend Anne, she volunteered and she said, if you want to learn a useful word in Chavacano, there's one word that I will teach you. And once you know this word, everybody in Zamboanga will love you if you use this. I'm just like, huh? Now I'm, I'm getting really curious what that word is. And she's like, oh, it means beautiful, it means you're sexy, it means I admire you. So it's all of those things. I'm saying, "Mm, okay, that can be a pretty useful word, especially if you're meeting someone for the first time, right? You would Mm -hmm. say, hey, you're beautiful. You would want to flatter your friend-to-be or your acquaintance. And then, can we say the word here? We can, right?
1: I guess it's fine.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Anne told me, hey, you should use the word Chinga. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it, it means you're beautiful. It means I admire you. It means all those rosy words that I just mentioned to you. Then yeah, so throughout the day I was trying to practice chinga and try to insert it in conversations with your little Zambanga friends. And, you know, it was a fun night until I think it was days or weeks later that I mentioned to you that <laughs> hey, I really appreciate your friends teaching me that word. And then you told me that. Did we actually tell you what the real meaning (laughs) (laughs) meaning of chinga is? Uh,
1: And we didn't, Uh, yes. (laughs) We had forgotten. It's kind of like Jughead earlier who forgot to... (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then you eventually told me the real meaning of Uh chinga, which mm -hmm. is the F word equivalent to English. So I was embarrassed, right? I I was throwing that word, you know, so casually not knowing what it actually means. But once you know that you're pranked, there are several ways of how you can respond. It's either you get angry at the person or you just let it go. Or I chose the third one, which is to pull a prank (laughs) on the person who pulled a prank on me. Revenge. Yes, a revenge prank. I I forgot if I messaged the group or if I messaged just Anne.
1: I think you messaged the group.
0: Okay, I messaged like there was a group chat and I messaged the group. And I said that, hey, you know what? I got slapped by a girl I met in a bar because (laughs) I must have used the chinga word incorrectly. Maybe because I said it wrongly. Did I mispronounce it? I don't know why, but I got slapped. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, Anne was so guilt-tripped that she messaged you, right? Yes. Asking if it it were true or not. (laughs) Did
1: that really happen to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So at,
0: at least... My revenge prank (laughs) worked.
1: Yes, it did. Because she got so guilty about it. I think there's an episode on Friends where in like, do they know that we know that they know something? Remember that episode? (laughs) 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 It got so complicated. In the end, they were like standing their ground. Like who's gonna cave first and admit that I know that you know.
0: That I know that you know that (laughs) you knew what I knew. Yeah,
1: (laughs) And maybe that's why I told Anne. I think when she asked me, I told her the truth because I didn't want it to become like that, convoluted.
0: (laughs) Because you've watched that episode of Friends already and you don't want it more complicated than it actually is. So Yeah. But how about you? Do you have any riskier pranks that you've pulled to someone?
1: Uh, I remember my teammates in Singapore before, they were all pranksters. So it was very normal for us to be pulling pranks on each other. And sometimes if there would be damage, it's usually like just slight embarrassment or emotional, you know, it's nothing that causes physical damage, I guess, I would say. Unlike the April Fool's pranks that is done in, in the US, I think, for example, some people would swap out Oreo stuffing with toothpaste. So nothing like yeah. that. Like, that's horrible, right? No. On Prank, we played on our teammate when she was leaving the company. So we gave her her present, which was like a pack of a toothbrush, toothpaste, floss. Huh? <laughs> it's very, what? it It's very cheap. And like, that's a very weird gift, right? Like, if you receive yeah. that... Yeah. <laughs>
0: I would feel it's an attack on my hygiene.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like,
0: why would you be giving me toothpaste and toothbrush?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then she was actually very polite about it. Like, thank you, guys. And I think we tried to explain that, oh, you'll be traveling a lot probably. So this is your travel (laughs) (laughs) kit.
0: <laughs> you look like someone who can't afford uh, <laughs> toiletry, so here you go.
1: But actually, the prank was the floss wasn't a floss, it was actually AirPods. Do huh? you know the AirPods but, case? The
0: Apple AirPods?
1: Yes. Ah, it's okay, white, okay. right? So, what we did mm-hmm. was we took a sticker from an actual Oral floss and then we put that onto the case of the AirPods. It looks like floss, but it's not. Oh. <laughs>
0: I see. Yeah, I can see where it could go wrong. What if she got so pissed that, huh? what the hell are those things <laughs> thinking? Why are they giving me all this worthless junk? And what if she threw them away?
1: Yes. And the AirPods is expensive.
0: Yeah, I can see why. It's it's a risky play. <laughs> but did she figure it out in the end? Or did you have to explain to her that, hey, this is actually an AirPods?
1: I think we were afraid that she would throw it out. So we told her, okay. can you look at the, at the floss? It's a special kind of floss or something like that. And then she held yeah. it and it's heavier than the typical floss. I and see. then I think that's when she realized I see. we needed to point her in that direction. Otherwise, who knows what she would have done. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Aside from pranks that we do at home or in the office, there are actually TV shows that use pranks as a form of entertainment. And the earliest that I can recall is way back in the early year 2000 when MTV had this show called punk Uh, Do you remember that? It's hosted by um, Ashton Kutcher. And what's special about this prank is it's very elaborate. There's a lot of budget involved. And it's because they are pranking or giving practical jokes to uh, celebrities. And, And one example of that was Hugh Jackman. And he was led to believe that a house was on fire because of him.
1: What? Oh my god.
0: Yeah, so there was actual fire and... There was uh, fire trucks and then he was really shocked and, huh, oh, was it because of me? I don't know if all of this is real, but from the looks of it, it was a real reaction of actually him believing that it was his fault. That's why the house was on fire. So can you imagine burning a house just for an elaborate prank? Uh,
1: that, yeah, that something. is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, like, oh my God. The house they burned was like just built for them to burn or what?
0: Maybe it was just special effects. Mm. You, you know what I mean? They didn't really actually burn the house, but... They made it look like the house was burning through oh. Hollywood special effects. But still, that's something that people like you and I wouldn't have access to. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course not. We also had in the Philippines a gag show, uh, which is mm-hmm. Wow Mali. <laughs> yes. This was hosted by Joey De Leon, right? So this was yes. like early 90s, I think. Uh, it's, it's very similar to most prank shows, I would say, that is on other people's televisions. We probably copied it from somewhere, honestly. <laughs> the pranks there were actually very very memorable and one i remember is the victim like gets into a jeepney and then usually you have to pay for your fare in coins or cash right but then people were paying with chickens with vegetables huh? with fruits <laughs> What (laughs) they made it sure that the empty seat is in the middle, so the guy has to pass around the fare to the driver, Mm, right? From the the passenger to the driver. Like, and the funny thing is, if the passenger gives like a chicken as fare, the driver will give his change back, like, as eggs or something. Or if he gives a, a big vegetable, he gives him a smaller vegetable. Like if you have a pumpkin and so you give it to the driver and he gives you change back in like tomatoes. <laughs> All of the victims, of course, looked really confused, like, uh, what's going on? Like <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't have any chickens. And then if they tried paying in, you know, in cash, that the driver would tell them, No, that's not accepted here. So like they well, what? what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> but those are simple tricks, right? The victims usually just get confused. And then in the end, when they point out that, oh, ka, or, you know, you're know, on Waumali, then it's all good. Yes, Like, you know, your dignity wasn't really that compromised.
0: Yeah, it's pure fun.
1: So I think those are okay. Yeah, most of those victims were actually proud that they were part of TV before, right? Because before it's not yes. that easy to get televised, Good. unlike now yeah. where you can everyone can have their own YouTube channel or whatever. Back then it wasn't, yeah. so everyone was like, oh, you should watch Womali. I was pranked. Let's wait for when I will come out. Yeah. So I think it was fun <laughs> to be part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I miss Womali, and in fact, Mon Mon mentioned to me a skit of Womali that. That's also very funny and didn't really require a lot of elaborate stuff similar to punk. It was a guy approaching a sari-sari store or a small store uh, in the Philippines. And then he would act out as if he was having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. uh, 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 Water, water. Then he would ask for water. And then, of course, the vendor of the sari-sari store would hurry up and get the guy a glass of water. And then when the guy finally drinks the water, he would say...
1: Ah, so refreshing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and how would they react? That's it. That's right Why?
0: <laughs> Maybe it's a commercial that I didn't...
1: Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But it's quite
0: fun. It's quite... If you were the lady or if you were the vendor, you're in a panic state. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> There's no costumes required. There's no no budget involved (laughs) to pull that kind of prank. There's also a Canadian version. It's called Just for Laughs. Do you know the show?
1: That's very funny, yes.
0: Compared to mali probably they have a little bit more budget. (laughs) They have proper costumes. (laughs) And it's it's quite fun actually. And Sometimes if you go to a, let's say, dentist or for, for your appointment, you they would show Just for Laughs Mm-mm-mm. on TV without any audio because it's fine. It's like Mr. Bean. You watch it visually. There's no audio, but it's still funny because they act. And And one series of Just for Laughs gags that I remember is the lemonade stand. So kids would put up a lemonade stand and there was this case where when somebody buys a lemonade and then in the background, it would show that the source of the lemonade was actually a, a jar filled with frogs.
1: Oh my God. So, uh, <laughs> and you would time
0: it in a way that they would show you that background while you are sipping your lemonade. <laughs> to, s- to <laughs> capture your, <laughs> your reaction. Oh, gosh. So it's quite a fun prank, right? But yeah, yeah. If you're the victim, <laughs> I can just imagine that you would be a little bit angry.
1: <laughs> yes. Or like suddenly spit up everything.
0: What the hell are you doing? Are you time trying to kill me?
1: But this one is based in Canada, so I think they're still quite polite and <laughs> maybe they're not really like hurting people physically.
0: Ah, yes.
1: It's just like playing tricks on your mind, I guess, or, or mm. your emotional reactions, that sort of thing. No, I think th- they also had a version in Singapore.
0: Uh, just for laughs?
1: Yeah, but it was just a short time. In fact, I saw that it was usually footage taken around Clark Quay.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but do you think the gags that they use in Canada would work in Singapore? Like, for example, that lemonade prank.
1: Uh, no, I think it would. I can
0: I can just imagine your auntie you. or uncle <laughs> buying the lemonade would probably <laughs> remove their shoes and, and throw it at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, even in the Philippines, I think you're going to get bashed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Physically. <laughs> In Canada, people are generally nice, I would say. Probably.
1: Or unless they weren't showing the bad reactions. Ah, Maybe somebody actually overreacted or what. Very recently, I just saw this on YouTube. So there's a guy... Uh, You know, the victim, and then they would get somebody else to interrupt him just so they could take his photo with a green background behind Mm -hmm. him. And then after that, they would Photoshop his photo in with the picture of another guy. And then later, when he walks down the street, he will encounter this guy who is in handcuffs. So the policemen are arresting the guy, right? Uh (laughs) And then the arrested guy would tell this victim like, hey, I know you. You cannot hear what they're saying, right? Because as you said, it's it's a voiceless gag. Mm. Probably the guy is saying, like, you know, he knows this guy. He's actually an accomplice. And then, of course, the victim's like, what do you mean? I've never seen you in my life. And then the police is gonna say, like, no, are you sure? And then the arrested guy would say, yeah, look in my wallet, which is on his back. And they take out his wallet. And inside is a picture of him and the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they must be very quick and efficient, yeah. right? He just took that photo. So yeah. they immediately printed it and then put it in the guy's wallet. Wow. Yeah,
1: they need to be very fast. They,
0: they must be very believable, right? With a police costume and they have the equipment as well.
1: Yes. So the, as you said, it needs more budget. So that's uh, examples of funny, not really painful kind of pranks. But nowadays, there are a lot on YouTube wherein they actually cause physical pain to people. Yeah. Like douse someone in water or whatever, you know, like these things that would cause inconvenience to the prankie. Yeah. And I don't really like these kinds of pranks. I feel that they go beyond the line. They are not the kind of pranks that I personally would play on anyone. Because for me, pranks are fun to play or to even receive i'm fine if i'm pranked as long as it's a witty thing
0: yeah for as long as it's not humiliating it's not not violating any of your rights if you're getting sexually assaulted or physically assaulted then yeah the fun stops Right there.
1: So these are pranks that I do not like. And I think there's a trend of these kinds of pranks now. Um, my former teammate also, I remember he said that it's weird because his nieces like to watch prank videos on YouTube. So it's popular. That is why there's a lot of these. They, they do really weird pranks, for example, like just suddenly cause a commotion in the middle of a very busy street and just film it. And then it gets a lot of views. And it's weird.
0: Yeah. The downside of YouTube is... The community decides which one is viral, which one is nice, which one deserves my like. And because the incentive is there, people don't actually care what they do. And that's the downside. Like, They would pull ridiculous pranks because those are the ones that get likes, apparently, from the community. So they they are incentivized to do that.
1: Yeah. And actually, I just saw this vodcast, you know, a video podcast mm. wherein this character, she is like a YouTuber and she played a prank on her boyfriend by pretending to break up with him live, like live streaming. What? And then in the end, it backfires on her because the boyfriend says, then yeah, let's end it. <laughs> But of course, this is just a story. But I would imagine that actually, that's something that could happen in real life. I don't watch these things, right? But I sometimes scroll past them on YouTube where they play pranks on their family, on their significant others, like that thing, pretending to break up, pretending to be pregnant. Mm. Why would you prank someone this way? Like Those are serious matters. Or if you prank them, like, why would you video it and show it to the world? <laughs>
0: They're not funny. They're tasteless. And maybe, uh, aside from those that you've mentioned, don't prank about COVID as well. Like, COVID is a serious matter. It shouldn't be part of the prank.
1: Like, oh, guys, I have COVID, you know.
0: Yeah, don't mm-hmm. do that, yeah, Don't please. please
1: don't do that. But actually, what do you think is the worst kind of prank beyond the YouTube pranks? Uh, I, w-
0: I wouldn't say worse, but... You know, I'm in Japan and I would say their sense of humor is a little bit to the extreme. Their pranks are I would say borderline assault and really putting the victim in, in humiliation. Like one example is they've rigged a public toilet such that if someone, you know, the unsuspecting victim would use it, the platform would elevate until the person using the toilet is actually visible to the public. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't that
1: invasion of your privacy?
0: Yeah, it is. But apparently, it's shown on TV.
1: Yeah, why is that allowed? Maybe in Japan, you don't need a release from whoever you filmed. Because in US, you need to sign a release form to use your footage.
0: Ah, you you have a point. Oh, maybe they have, but people just accept it. I mean, it is, for them, it is funny. And so, it's fine for it to be shown.
1: Ah, yeah. It's a culture thing.
0: Be a good barometer to say that this is too much. Would you say that if you think that if that prank was pulled to you, would you be angry? Like, do unto others what you want, the golden rule. Does that work?
1: That could work, but it doesn't always work either. Because, like, what if you're a person who doesn't really care so much? You know, maybe if you pull a prank on someone, make sure you know who that person is. What is he like? How would Mm. he react? Is she going to, like, kill herself because you pranked her about something? Is she sensitive? Yeah. I think that should be the gauge. Know who you are pranking. If you're close to that person and you know that she's going to be okay, then yeah, you can put that barometer test on yourself. The line is probably like nothing physical, nothing that would cause too much discomfort.
0: Mm, Inconvenience.
1: Or, you know, don't get them to eat non-food. Like the toothpaste one I mentioned. And maybe just look at their reaction If you play a prank And you think it's funny But you can see from their face That they're not reacting to it well Just immediately Mm. tell them the truth Rather than like Let it go on for And then you know Two months later Oh oops (laughs) Know when to pull the punchline? Is that the right term? Yeah, that sounds a bit right.
0: Yeah, just try to look for harmless pranks. Just remember that sometimes I pull a prank on my wife, Mon Mon. Like pre-COVID, we would let each other know if you know we're already at home because we we work in a different office. There was this one time that I told her I'm already home. And and so when she arrived, she announced herself that she's home, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I did was I hid somewhere in the house. (laughs) And she looked for me. She looked for me. She couldn't find me. (laughs) And uh, at the very last moment, I would appear. So it's like a plain hide and seek.
1: Yeah, I think that's Mm. fine.
0: You you would think we have a very spacious and big house, right?
1: Where on earth did you hide?
0: (laughs) Where did I hide? (laughs) I, I hid a lot of times. One time I hid underneath the table. So it's not very visible. Uh Uh-huh. And our table is not that big. So probably that's the reason why she didn't search there. (laughs) It's so cramped and it's so inconvenient. Why would you do that? But yeah, I did that anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are definitely harmless pranks. And I think other harmless pranks would be those that's typically pulled for birthdays or farewell parties. Like the surprise parties. That's kind of a Ah, prank, right? You pretend that you've forgotten your friend's birthday. remember that prank we played on you on your farewell party, right?
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Warnie Stinson prank. Yes. So we made you feel that you didn't have any friends, but it was done like within the space of less than an hour. So it's okay. There's no deep damage done. It's fun pranks and, you know, it's in the service of something that will make the person happy anyway in the end. Yeah, Yeah, maybe that's the thing. If you play a prank, it should be in the end the person will be happy that you played the prank on him or her. They could tell people (laughs) about this. But if they won't, if they'll just be humiliated, then then don't play that prank.
0: Mm, Yes. And if you're pulling a prank to someone, that means as well that you're welcoming that person to pull a prank on you. It can't be a one-way street, right? Exactly,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: if you're if you're pulling pranks, then you're announcing to the world, or at least to that person, that hey, it's open season, you can pull a prank on me as well.
1: Surprisingly, I cannot think of any pranks that people pulled on me. There are a lot though. My teammates pulled a lot of pranks, definitely. And they also like unintentionally pulled pranks as well. That also happens, right?
0: Mm? an intentional prank like what
1: For example last time they sent me a christmas gift of course they didn't tell me that because it's a surprise right that's the point but when they sent that gift, it was sent in a weird package because it was sent from Taobao, I think. So it was in a sack. Mm. And it was delivered at like 11 p.m. or something. So it's very weird and dodgy. So I was thinking, what is this? <laughs> is this like a, someone is trying to target me? I've, I've read those mm. things, right? Like drop package or whatever. I wasn't sure. So like, okay, I accepted the package. But then I made sure to open it outside my flat. Because I was thinking, what if this is anthrax or something? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> paranoid and then uh, and then it wasn't though it was it was a gift but it, they were laughing because they unintentionally pulled a prank on me in that way
0: <laughs> I, see, I see I see what you mean they have very good intentions but because the circumstances it felt weird and
1: yeah like that happens right so they were also laughing about it that even beyond Singapore even though we weren't teammates anymore they still managed to pull a prank on me <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> Why else would we pull a prank? And I think that maybe pranking also helps people not to be too gullible. (laughs) 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 Like in your example, Betty, right? Uh You you mentioned that she's always been a victim of pranks. And I would imagine that it's good that she became victims of these. I mean, one of them eventually (laughs) became a little bit harmful (laughs) (laughs) prank but at least it's done to you by friends it's not people scamming you to your detriment so it's good and healthy to be pranked sometimes for you to be more aware that these things can happen and it's good that friends are doing it to you (laughs) and (laughs) you know consider as well the possibility that you know there are evil people that are after your money or after your possession so yeah you have to be careful
1: Ah yeah i guess so in a way like it teaches you to become skeptical. What do they call it in mm. accounting professional skepticism?
0: <laughs> yeah, professional skepticism. Like the the one passing on the chickens and the uh... <laughs> eggs on the jeepney like you have to be skeptical what the hell is going on why am I <laughs> for sure automatically you, you would think something's fishy something's going on but because everybody in that jeepney is doing it uh-huh. so it's like huh? am, I, am I the only one yeah. it's like the emperor's new clothes right am I the only one saying that the king is naked like why is everybody so amazed
1: so yeah you're right I think also the more you're exposed to these kinds of things the more you also know right for example I like to play pranks On people before On the phone About the water <laughs> So if somebody Called me on the phone And said that Then I already know Like ah, I know this prank And then you know You can Put the phone down. Mm. You already have knowledge. You have wisdom. It's kind of like at work, right? <laughs> like you know an issue. You already know how to resolve it immediately. So same thing, I guess. You're training yourself mm. how to respond to people who want to fool you. Whether it's like they have evil intentions or it's just like, you know, mm. friendly intentions. Either way, you are trained. So yeah, I guess so. I, I guess you have a but point. But that's,
0: that's our hypothesis. We're saying that the more pranks you overcome, the better you are at recognizing Scams, So we should put Betty to the test.
1: <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because
0: she, she's been pranked a lot of times, right? So oh, let's God. put her to the test. If she's able to recognize a prank, then yeah.
1: No, I think after that, she became so skeptical. Like like every time one of those guys would tell her something, she wouldn't believe them even if they were already telling the truth. So they, they became uh-huh. like the boy who cried wolf to her. <laughs>
0: Okay. So so maybe she, she overshoot a little bit. She became extremely paranoid yeah. that she questions everything.
1: So maybe that's not actually a good thing either.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well oh well Let's let's ask our cuties. What's their position on pranks? Did they have any experience about getting pranked and they were extremely humiliated or perhaps their rights were severely violated? So please share with us (laughs) any experience that you may have.
1: Are you a prankster or a pranky? If you like this episode, you might also enjoy episode 8, What Do 90s Filipino Kids Remember? And this is the episode where I talk about the telephone landline pranks that I pulled on my friends the days. <laughs> 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 and I think that's it. So that's thanks it. guys. Thank you.